Hello and welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast from Cornerstones Education. This is a show that serves up news, tips and information for primary school leaders and teachers, all in the time it takes to squeeze in a quick brew or short commute. I'm Ian Broom and I'm joined by Melanie Moore, Curriculum Director at Cornerstones Education and Catherine Scutt, Senior Curriculum Consultant at Cornerstones. This is another episode in uh, our short series on building a broad and balanced curriculum. We've already talked about what that means and uh, why it's important in uh, previous episodes. Um, In this episode, we're going to try and cover how schools might put the concept into practice. Hello, both of you. I should have said that after I said your (laughs) name. Hello. Hello. Um, So um, let me just uh, reference the Sean Harford speech again. We talked about this uh, in the previous episode, but just this little bit I'll uh, read out again. So this was um, addressing, uh, I think it was, was it an Ofsted conference? Is that right? I think I think it was, yeah. I think it was one of the festivals of learning that okay. uh, Sean Harford was speaking at. So he says that uh, school leaders need to um, know what their curriculum is and what the intent is. Um, and, he also, and he also says that they have to be able to articulate it really clearly. So if you're going to plan for a broad and balanced curriculum, what kind of decision, decisions do you need to start thinking about and making before you get started? Um, well, I think it's... Everything goes back to um, what the school knows is is right for their for, for their children, um, and the context that they're in. So, the very start of the process needs to be about schools um, being very clear about um, the principles that they are going to build their curriculum on. Um, and once a school has set those principles, then they're in a position to move forward and, and start to um, build that curriculum in, in real terms. Um, so it's about having those discussions at the very start as to what do we believe is right for our pupils? Um, what do we want our curriculum to be? Um, what's the purpose of our curriculum? So I think when Sean Harford's is talking about intent, he means what's what's the purpose of our curriculum? What do we want it to do? What's the outcome of the curriculum as well? What what do you want the children to know? What skills do you want them to gain? And why are they actually gaining those skills? Um, can, I, can I ask a potentially yeah. stupid question? I'll say as a parent again, because that, ex- <laughs> that, that excuses it. Uh, how What would the variation be from school to school? How, how is what, what factors might... Um, make one school make different decisions about those things to another school? There there can be lots of different factors. Your geographical location might mean that you uh, teach certain subjects in depth. If you live by the coast, it's very important that you know about your local environment. It might also be the mix of pupils in your school. You might want to plan into your long-term planning about uh, which festivals you're going to celebrate, which cultures you are going to introduce to the children. And it might also be... um, what you have available the resources you actually have available which people you can use to enhance curriculum and which experiences you want to give the children so even in that first initial thinking you might be talking about which trips you want them to go on do you want the children to experience the theatre or certain museums or engage in outdoor activities so even at this very first stage when you're thinking about what your curriculum should look like you need to be thinking about how your environment and your individual school can can come through your curriculum okay and uh, what about the, the the national curriculum how does that uh, affect these these decisions 
for most schools, unless you're an academy or a free school, mm. um, you do have to, you've got an obligation to deliver what's in the national curriculum. So you do need to look at what's in the na- national curriculum and make sure that you are catering um, for that. But like Catherine says, there are also decisions to be made beyond that. And, and I always hark back to doing what you know is right for your children. So um it's twofold it's making sure that you cover what's in the national curriculum but it's also making sure that at the heart of everything you do you you actually know um what's right for your children and the and the context that that you're in yeah. the national curriculum also states that there should be room mm. for mm. um other parts of learning other other aspects of learning in your curriculum it's it it calls itself a core framework. Yeah, it doesn't, and I th- and if we look back to it was Michael Gove, who was uh, who, who did the curriculum review in 2014, he very clearly said that we're slimming this national curriculum down. It's been overcrowded mm. for too long, and we're slimming it down. One of the reasons that they did that was to allow schools to be more creative with how they use that core program of of skills and knowledge and, and content. Um, with the um with the hope that schools would be innovative with their curriculum design and give them the freedom that's right freedom was a word that choose. they used a lot yeah but then i think it can be quite difficult if if it's a very open framework it mm. can be really hard to decide yeah. what the important things are for you as a school yeah. i mean if you look at like a subject like art and design i think there's three programs are studied for the whole mm. of key stage one and that's a very slim down curriculum so you know I, as a head teacher, I wouldn't just want to be delivering on those no. three programmes of study. I'd, I'd, you know, really want to be enriching the children's lives, you know, in art and design and thinking, right, that's my core programme. But what else do I know is right for these children? Yeah, and that can be quite a difficult decision to make. And that's why it needs really in-depth conversations about planning and in-depth thinking before you even start um, getting down to the nitty-gritty about what's going to actually happen in the classroom. Okay, well then, let's get down to the nitty-gritty now ourselves, <laughs> now we've covered that. Um, we're going to talk about long-term planning and medium-term planning. We'll start with long-term. Um, if you want to have a broad and balanced curriculum, how do you, where do you start with long-term planning? What's the, what's the key thing? Um, well, I always, I maybe start it in a slightly different way. I, I always start, if I was designing a curriculum, thinking what what will engage my children, what topics are they interested in, um, what do I know children like to learn about. Um, and I, w- I would start there and then I would feed the programmes of study into that because then I know I've got a genuine basis um, of a curriculum that I, would, I know children would be interested in. But then within that, obviously, you've got to make sure that a, you're covering the national curriculum programmes of study, um, but that you've got a good focus of um, subject foci across each individual year group, key stage, and across the whole school. Yeah, you've got to make sure that you've got a spread of subjects and a spread of interest to, to hook children into. So one of your projects that you teach might be an art-based project, but that doesn't mean to say you just teach art and you don't teach science and you don't teach... Um, geography it means that that is the hook and the foundation of the children's learning but then other subjects can come from it so it's very important to think you're not just planning for art or you're not just planning for geography 
you're planning around maybe a question or a title is a good way to start long-term planning, thinking about a question for the children to answer or um, a really interesting title that they can focus on and then bring all the other subjects through through that main focus. Uh, yeah, and I think in your long-term planning, say, for example, you might have um, one geography-focused project, two history-focused project, an art-focused project, uh, a science-focused project, and so on. And like you said, it's really interesting to start with, like, the broad themes and the, the, the sort of the areas that those themes link to um, more specifically. And, and that will start to give you, as a long-term plan, that that balance of subjects... Yeah. over a period of time you can you can clearly see um if you're getting the balance right by mapping that out yeah and then the links come through a lot of subjects are linked together history and geography linked together you can't really teach history without knowing about the geography of a place and once you start that planning you then start to see the links come together and when subjects are linked together they become much more meaningful does that mean it's almost useful to think of it as uh, as themes? If you have a kind of if you, if you teach like a theme or a specific topic, then all of the different subjects can be covered can be covered kind of within that. Yeah, and the you might not teach a geography lesson, and you might not teach a history lesson. It might have various aspects of different subjects. That's what I mean to make those links exactly. So yeah, I, I think if you're going to be creative about your curriculum planning, and you're going to think in a themed way that's definitely the way to to plan it okay and, and what about uh, medium term um we're going to talk about coverage um in more detail on a on a different episode on the next one i think um but in terms of uh prioritizing and and that medium term planning where, where do we start there I, I always like to think of medium term planning as telling the story of that project. So let's say we're going to do a project about space and we've identified that in our long term plan. I would then start by saying, right, what's the story of this project? What, what, what do I want to tell the children? What do I want them to find out? What journey do I want them to go on? And I think of it like a, a beginning and middle and an end, just like a story. What, what am I going to do in the first instance to hook these children in and engage them with this project? How does this project develop? So what do they need to know um, in relation to science? What do they need to know in relation to geography or history? Or what art can I link in with this? How can I tell this story about space? And like you were saying, Catherine, at the beginning, what are my outcomes here? What do I want them to know by the end of this project? What do I want them to be able to do? What are they going to possibly create? So I think it's a nice way to think about your medium-term planning with that developing a narrative um bearing in mind obviously that that narrative can always go off in a slight yeah. you know in a slight sort of tangent depending on the needs and the interests Catherine you've got a, a good example that explains this when it comes to oceans uh, yeah I've been doing quite a lot of work on oceans <laughs> recently and um I was really thinking about that how how you create medium-term planning um, that does cover all those subjects and so I've been doing some work on on an ocean topic and it's got plenty of science work in it so it's got lots of things about habitats about the animals and plants food chains environmental issues but then you've got your geography work you've got your map work you've got your knowledge of continents and oceans and of the world all of which are in the national curriculum but then it's led on to other aspects of learning so there's uh, work on music and soundscapes and even PSHE I've done some resources about pollution 
and there's some maths in there with graphs but there's PSHE with um, environmental issues and disasters and what we should be doing about uh, plastics and pollution in the ocean and it just made me think that that medium term planning is where you can put all those things together and find links and even as I'm I'm working on that project I'm thinking of new links and new resources that I could make and new ways of teaching lessons about the ocean and it's the creativity comes through in your medium term mm. planning it's okay. where you can start thinking about what excitement the children will get if you deliver a certain mm. lesson and how you can bring an objective or a skill to life and what resources you might need to do that and which people you might need to support it so it, it's the really creative part of planning for me the medium term where you can sit down and think carefully and I think the narrative that Mel's talked about is really important because children do need a start point but they also do need a closure and an end point and chance to reflect on the learning at the end so even thinking about what will happen at the end of your topic before you even start it is very important okay well fantastic um uh, that's it goes quickly doesn't it this uh, 15 minutes or so we're going to be talking about the broad and balanced curriculum again in a future episodes coverage and timetabling and th- that kind of thing but uh if you want to subscribe to the show that'd be great uh, you can do that in apple podcasts on your phone or if you've got an iphone or pocket casts is good if you've got uh, an android phone uh that means you'll get episodes go straight uh to your mobile phone and it's the easiest way of doing it also there's a whole world of other podcasts out there you might want to explore if you if you like this, if you enjoy listening to it, then do feel free to tell someone about it. It could be a colleague or a friend or something or other. Share it on social media too. That'd be great. Um, and also, if you could uh, leave a review if you've enjoyed it, that'd be fantastic too. It really helps uh, spread the word. And uh, if you pop on iTunes and and uh, and share your thoughts. If you want to find out more about Cornerstones and the curriculum and other products, uh, you can go to cornerstoneseducation.co.uk. Uh, you can learn more about this podcast, including how to subscribe at cornerstoneseducation.co.uk slash podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, just get in touch by emailing podcasts at cornerstoneseducation.co.uk. And on Twitter, we are cornerstonesedu. That's it. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you. And we'll speak to you next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.